Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Pixar in Review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every Pixar movie. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. What up? The Big Dog, Kevin Coelho. Wally. I hated that. Oh my God. Jeez, it's Christmas like in May. Joey powering Noel. down. I was really worried because Kevin's wow. eyes looked kind of weird. And I was like, what is happening? Did you Did use a voice changer? Paula? No, I was just, that was all me. That was all Kevin, me. Hey, Kevin, all right, listen. Me. Kevin, Kevin and I have been going strong since one. early this morning. Okay. Give yeah, him a break. It's, it's been a long day. We've been going deep today. <laughs> and the man that's going deep is the producer slash seducer Nick Scarpino. Wally. There we go. No, that's what I was there we go. There it is. <laughs> it sounded like he was using a pitch modulator to make him go down several pitches. <laughs> you ever have a, it's like a handheld video game that just <laughs> ran out of batteries? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Tiger Electronics. Exactly. <laughs> this is kind of funny. It's in review where we rank and review different movie franchises every week. We do it twice a week right now. We are doing Pixar in review and starting next week, Ninja Turtles in review, baby. Ooh, We're ooh. starting with the 1990s Ninja Turtle movie. How stoked are you about that, Kev? Pretty, pretty, like Turtles in Time? We're doing Turtles in Time? We're doing them all, man. Doing them all. All right. I know that's not its legal name, but yeah, that's, the name. that's what that's I've always name. called it. Yeah. Nick, what's up? Splinter. Yes. I can't wait to get it. Can't wait to get that. It's going to be so fun. But that's not what we're talking about. Today, we're doing Pixar in review that you can watch on YouTube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. If you want to get it as a podcast, just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad free, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny where you also can watch the show live as we record it. Uh, just like our Patreon producers get to do Tom Bach and Michael G. That's M-Y-C-O-A-L. Okay. G. That's yeah. gross. Yeah, we're getting... That's we're, disgusting. Why is that disgusting? Mike Hole? Mike, exciting. Like, getting spicy. Oh, like Mike the Hole? Okay. You know what? We'll paint it in a different way. I don't know if they're playing a joke. I, don't, I can't tell Yeah, like, in what way kids. is that, like, gross? It could just be their name. I don't know. Well, but even my hold, like, you got to add a lot of stuff to make it gross there. Yeah. Do you have to add that much stuff? <laughs> you know Do you mean? have to add that much stuff? <sighs> I don't know, everybody. I don't know at all. But we don't have time to talk about that because today we are talking about Wally. Uh, with a runtime of one hour, 37 minutes, released on June 27th, 2008. Directed by Andrew Stanton. Uh, his film work includes co-writing and co-directing A Bug's Life, directing Finding Nemo and Finding Dory, Wally, and the live action films Disney's John Carter while co-writing all four Toy Story films and Monsters, Inc. So this guy, he's got what it takes. Uh, music by Thomas Newman, who is you Randy's tell. cousin. You could tell, Andy. Could you tell? It just fell off at the end I, where it's like, it, we're going to save the world. You're like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't like this song. Here's my friend Wally. Not <laughs> <laughs> much of a change here. Um, there were a couple of weird musical cues that uh, I think during – the sort of even while you're on earth, it was kind of like a little weird uppity uh, little beat going on. And I was like, this sounds unlike anything Pixar has ever had in their music before. It just, it, it sounded very odd, but I got to assume that when Randy Newman heard that, he was just like, mm -mm, I don't like this song. That's what he said. <laughs> do you think, Andy, do you think at Christmas, Randy was like, you just don't fucking have it. <laughs> you, you just, just don't, don't have, have it. it, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy. Kids' table is getting crazy. Brutal. 
Oh, God. Uh, yeah, coincidentally, composer Thomas Newman's uncle, Lytle Newman. There's so many Newmans. <laughs> so uh, many worked Newmans. on the film Hello, Dolly, which was oh. the musical. That, uh, oh, that's a good, that's a nice so, little yeah. connection. All in the family there. All in the family. A budget of $180 million and a box office return of $521.3 million. Uh, in terms of awards, boy golly. There's a lot. Uh, the first Pixar film to be nominated for six Academy Awards. This ties it with the only other animated film to garner this many, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Wally won the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature uh, and was nominated for Best Original Screenplay, Best Original Score, Best Original Song, Sound Editing, Sound Mixing. Uh Walt Disney Pictures also pushed for the Academy Award for Best Picture, but it did not get nominated, which sparked controversy over whether the Academy deliberately restricted Wally to the Best Animated Feature category. Uh, some fun stats for you, Andy. The average number of storyboards used on a Pixar film is 75,000, but for Wally, it was 125,000 due to it being a much more kind of visual, visual thing without yeah. as much dialogue going on. Those numbers are absurd, right? Like, both can those you numbers <laughs> seem like you way too many drawings. Like misplacing the Google, misplacing the Google Drive or whatever like flash drive that was on. Like, dude, I, I lost it all. Do you think we could redo it, dude? It's a hundred twenty some thousand. Probably we not. Probably, we might be able to get through twenty of them tonight. <laughs> <laughs> let's just start now. See what happens. So uh, let's talk about what we thought about Wally. Kev, let's start with you. Man, I fucking totally forgot how much I love this movie. It's it's so good. Like, it's just constantly hitting emotions, feelings about the world, about, like, you know, me being lazy. It's just, mm -hmm. there's a lot of feelings there. Love. Did, Kevin, did you feel I'm like after this, we should all go for a run? <laughs> like, let's for a little job. <laughs> Andy. Yeah, this is about as perfect as a movie gets, I think. I think this will... I'd be shocked if this is not in like the top three at the end of the day. Uh, it is, it has all the charm and love and passion from a Pixar short, just extended all the way through. Um, it is so imaginative and creative. I, I can't believe how perfect the concept is and how, you know, incredibly executed it is all the way through. There's, no wasted time. There are no scenes that I wish weren't happening on screen. This movie is, is, in my opinion, just like a perfect movie, I think, front to back. Joey. Ooh, this is going to be a hard one. Uh -oh. This is the first Pixar movie that I haven't liked as much or more during the rewatch. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that I watched it immediately after watching The Mitchells versus the Machines and being in a totally different kind of like headspace to be watching Wally. Mm -hmm. And it's it is like a very weird like one two punch watching the two of them cuz the Mitchells versus the Machines is like, "Oh, we saved the world from these robots and all this stuff." And this one's like, "Well, we didn't." <laughs> and it's like just a little bit darker even though it's, it's not a gut dark. punch, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and I think it's also the fact that like I don't know if it's quarantine or what, but I feel like I have zero attention like a very low attention span, so a movie without dialogue was really hard for me to like really stay focused mm. on so these are all very me problems and not necessarily reflections on the movie itself but it this was a harder rewatch for me based on those two things specifically it kind of feels like the modern day version to me of fantasia where it's like i know that it's like a very important and impactful movie but wasn't necessarily exciting mm. <laughs> so yeah 
You don't like the hippos dancing, Joey? I do, but like, I don't know if I need 90 We're minutes, need 90 for minutes that for that one, time. you know? <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what'd you think? Um, I mean, I always find this movie very entertaining. Um, I, I did the exact same thing Joey did where I came from the sort of frenetic craziness of the Mitchells versus the machines to this, which I'm always, I'm, I'm always just every time I watch this movie, just fascinated they got made because it's kind of a dark movie, right? It's not, it's very similar to my feedback on Ratatouille where I'm like, on paper, I don't know that this works as a Pixar movie. This is about the end of the world, basically. I mean, they leave for 700 years because the earth is no longer sustainable. That's kind of a scary like thing to deal with, especially for a movie that with, with this cute little robot that you know is going to be very appealing to like younger audiences. Um, but I just think that, to, to Andy's point, I always enjoy watching this. It goes by at a quick clip. Um, I'm always fascinated when we get to Jeff Garland at the end and he just he goes down like his very first Internet rabbit hole or he's like, wait a minute, what's dancing? Wait a minute, what's music? Like all these things. Um, and I think it's just super creative. And I just I love the style of it. I love the style of all the robots. It's just it's it's yeah, it's a delight to watch it. And I think the Wally character, I mean, it's, it's a great exercise in watching how you tell a story visually um, with it's like polar opposite from the Mitchells where they're like, we're going to over explain every single thing and everything's going to have like all levels of storytelling we possibly could have and then some and then this one's just very very subtle nuanced performances and like wally's cute little eyes and that's pretty much what you get and i think i i think i prefer that one yeah this is uh my first time fully watching this movie and it was surprising uh like i always knew that like, it was great and i knew that like it kind of was darker than a lot of the other things i was surprised at how dark it was and i was surprised at how much depth there is and like it just kept kind of going places that i'm like wow this is really interesting you know we we spent the last 10 weeks or whatever it was talking about these pixar movies and we're just talking about a quality that is a whole other level and we're such broken records at this point of like okay we're comparing this 10 out of 10 to this 10 out of 10 to this 9 out of 10 it's like we're talking about some top tier stuff but i love this because for so long it kind of felt like okay cool they nailed it with toy story and then it's like okay but what about if it was bugs or what if it was monsters or what if it was cars or what if it was rats in a kitchen this one is so crazy because i really felt like andrew staten and, and the team was just like we need to do something that's different like not just what if it was robots like we needed this to be a different movie than the other ones and i think that the the choice to make it so uh light on the dialogue was like such a a, a crazy achievement for them to actually tell a good story with that and i think it's them flexing on every angle all of the muscles of just like we got to a point that our visuals are good enough that they alone can tell the story and uh i think andy i think it was you that brought up the this feels like a, one of the pixar shorts like turned into a movie i absolutely agree and thinking of it that way it's like even more impressive that this works with the the runtime that it has where i wasn't I, it didn't lose me at any point. Like I was totally in and loved the visuals. Like this is easily the most beautiful Pixar movie we've seen thus far. Mm -hmm. And I know that that's kind of just how this works, but even just the way it, it looks filmic, like it looks like oh, they stunning. Yeah. The color correction of the movie, just the color pass they did on it. Really just, it's a different level. This movie achieved than the other ones. You're absolutely right. The scale of it, like just seeing the backgrounds, like every single thing the seems like the, the world is just so, so well cool. thought out. There's so much going on and none of it looks worse than the rest of it, which I, and, and also the, the melding of some live action stuff caught me off guard. And I was like, like Fred oh, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's kind of cool, but like, that's to me, the, this movie's greatest strength is that, you know, we talk about every Pixar movie and the things we like most about it are the cast of characters and the themes that it has and this and that. This movie has all of that while doing 
somehow simultaneously less and more with it. Like it, mm. it doesn't necessarily have 10 million storylines going on at once that all converge. It's just one really broad story that it's like, it makes you think. And I'm like, I, I, I definitely, definitely vibe with that. Having said that it is, I think uh, the movie gets worse as characters start talking and not demonstrably worse, but I do kind of wish that they committed even harder to, it just being robot sounds and like bleeps and bloops. And like, I think if they could have told the same story without having the human characters yeah. uh, talk, or at least, at least having main human characters, if it was all from like old footage and Mary stuff, and John, or, yeah, yeah. stuff like mm-hmm. I, I think I would have vibed with it just, just a little bit more. And that is such a, a minor critique of something that I think is very, very special. Well, yeah, do, I, think do you think too- I think it's okay, just like no. a clinic of what to show young animators and storytellers how to convey a story, how to make characters feel real, how to make them feel relatable just through animation. And there are so many simple shots of when Wally is kind of looking at the video and he sees them hold hands mm-hmm. at first on the VHS, and then he his hands kind of, you know, intertwine yeah, with each other. And, it, and it's just, it's... I would have loved to have just been in that room and just see what the directors are being like, you know what, hold on this shot, hold that animation, make this a little bit more fluid. Yeah. Like this movie is, it's a clinic. This is like, a, uh, hey, here's a lesson plan this week. Watch Wally because yeah. this is masterful. <laughs> Andy, jumping off that uh, that scene, the hand-holding scene, like this, every once in a while when we're doing review, I like find some trivia that I'm like, that is so random, but I love it. It's just such a cool fact. That scene isn't in the movie of Hello Dolly, where they hold hands. They never really? had the close up, but they knew they wanted it, so they had to actually get the the permits and the rights to to go recreate all, it. To go recreate a Shut scene the in the hell movie up. that didn't exist. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Wow, yeah. I'm really, like, really you could cool have stuff. probably picked another show tune. They hold hands a lot in show tunes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and then some other cool stuff about you talking about like just telling the visual storytelling without having the dialogue and all that stuff. Uh, they went to, to great lengths to, to make sure that they were doing the, the visual storytelling right. So Andrew Stanton and the Pixar team watched every single Charles Chaplin and Buster Keaton silent uh, film and short films every day during lunch to kind of like see the different ways that things are emoted in by humans and stuff. And like, that's pretty damn cool. Really um, um, Tim, what you said it won Academy Awards. Which ones did it win? Did it win for it sound only design? Won, it only won best animated. Film. Oh, best animated. Okay. Yeah. Cause I think, I feel like it's, it's almost the other thing I wanted to talk, touch on was just the sound in this movie in general was just, I mean, that's doing a lot of heavy lifting for, for this film and for the storytelling. And it's like, if you go back and just watch it, you're like, damn, they had their fucking work cut out for them. Every little sound effect from how he moves and how he gestures and the little so his little buddy there. that runs around yeah. and all the all the twirls and like the Jetson style sound the effects that he does. The only I'd ever want to like hang with. Hang with. Yeah. I mean, he, seemed, he seemed pretty. He seemed real cool. So Am I wrong? Like, really he was very like, resilient. You too. go, man. You go. You know, he wanted to go with him too. He's like, invincible. Oh, you stay yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he got ran over, uh, I was like, oh, I was like, what? no. When he pops up, he's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, a couple of facts that I thought were cool too. Roger Deakins was consulted on realistic lighting, including backgrounds uh-huh. that are less focused than the foreground. Uh, to achieve the filmic look, the Pixar animators brought in some vintage 1970s Panavision cameras, similar to the ones used to shoot the original Star Wars, and shot uh, imagery to get an idea of what it should look like. And I definitely, cool. that comes across wow. really, really well. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
The director went to great lengths to create a filmed look by simulating various lens artifacts. One example is a focus pulling error in the supermarket scene when Wally's crushed by shopping carts. The image goes out of I focus love momentarily. That. I love as the that fucking shot. Wally. That's so yeah. cool. They do yeah, it like also a, kind a bunch of, of lens yeah. flares and uh, numerous focus shifts between foreground and background subjects. And it's like that. It's that type of creativity where they're just like, fuck it. Like we're Pixar. We've done so much already. Let's do something different and really kind of push the art of animation. I would re be really interested to see what the script looks like of this movie. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? So like just all the, yeah. all the yeah. descriptive moments of it's got to be just moment to moment as opposed to like scene by scene. They've got to be. And then he looks at this and then he makes this face and he emotes and Wally does like, God damn, I, the, this movie just shouldn't work on so many levels. And but it, does it's, so well. it still is one of my favorites ever. I, I just I love how creative it is. I love the obviously the the commentary on us as a planet and us <laughs> as consumers and yeah that... i like the play on words of by and large <laughs> like it's such a, a cute little thing but yeah fred willard is fantastic also we get him in such little small parts but he's whenever he's on screen it's fantastic <laughs> yeah I, I feel like this movie is so dense where like there's so many different themes and like layered things on like you know the uh, corporations controlling everything being a bad thing and the fact that like this movie and like I, I I I'm sure it's not connected, but like the fact that this is like one of their first movies after they got bought out by Disney all the way is you know, it kind of like you get little ideas and moments of that theme of like look at these giant corporations taking over everything. Is that like a good thing? You know? Yeah. And there's so much is happening in this movie. I would have changed one amazing. line, though, when Jeff Garland, the captain, is in the ship, and they mention, you could visit the jogging center. And he goes, we have a jogging center? I would have said, what the hell is jogging? Because <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, these people don't know what any of that is. They have no... But that's you know, what's they haven't so... been exposed to anything outside of what's on the ship. It's such a, It's such a dystopian concept, and it's scary as hell. But they Pixarify it, and it's it's funny and cute and charming, but still freaky, still a little creepy. But that's what I was like. That's what I was thrown thrown by the first time I watched this because I totally expected the humans to be the bad guys, and they're not. They're just innocent. They don't understand what's going on. They're stuck in this. They're just you know victims of the circumstances. And like when Jeff Carlin has that turn where he starts going down the rabbit hole, you're like, oh wait, like. He doesn't know what's happening. He has no context. And then you realize, oh, it's been 700 years since anyone told them what the hell's going on. And they're not the bad guys. There actually is no real bad guy in this, even if you think about like, like Otto is sort of, I guess, the person, but he's just trying to keep them safe at the end of the day because um, he doesn't yeah, know that the planet's not going to kill them. directive, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, he knows how fucked up Earth is. At yeah. This so, so, I mean, I think bad guys probably B and L, right? Which one what? By, and, by large. and large. By the, and large. The, like corporation that like i would imagine drove the Cause world this. Yeah, yeah but i guess they yeah but they don't also, really they're not really like antagonists in the movie although at some point when i heard Sigourney Weaver's voice the first time i was like so good. they make her the bad person i'm not going to be happy about this but thankfully <laughs> she just she just came in for the day read and was like i'm out give me the check <laughs> well i love too good. that we just spent 20 minutes talking and we didn't even talk about what to me is one of the cores of this movie which is the love between Wally and Eva i know and I know. it's just so like good. you know Eve. pixar doesn't normally 
kind of have love be the main focus of these movies, or at least that type of romantic like love between characters. Usually it's familial or, you know, friends or whatever. And for them to focus this much on it in a movie that is this different, I think was just such a, a great call. And it, it really fucking worked. Like seeing them together, I'm just like, good Lord, you guys are adorable. And I am rooting <laughs> for you. Have little space babies. Her, her giggling and him just feeling all the, the flirtatious vibes. It's just the cutest shit ever. Well, and and when she, like, I am smiling throughout all of this, just watching him trying to get her attention and following her around. Yeah. And it's just so cute. It's and like at the end of the day, he just wants to hold her hand. I love yeah. that. <laughs> it's, it's insane how much they could like force me to feel. Cause like, that's what they do. Yeah. I'm not going to do it, Kevin. I'm not going to fucking well, do it. Kevin. And they're like, Wally's trying idiot. to pronounce her name and he can't get yeah. it right. And the way she giggles, it's just like, what are you, how are you doing this? How are you doing this? What mad science is this? Yeah. Is it time for the plot? It is. Please tell us the story. Yeah, Nick, tell us the story. Now, I was going to start this off with, of course, the most important quote from this whole movie, which is, Wally, but I now need Kevin to do that for me because he did it so wonderfully at the beginning of this. Kev, can you hit me with a Wally? That's uh, a lot of pressure. <laughs> Give it to me. Give it to Here, me, Kev. I, I can't do it now. I'm all scared. All right, do it. We'll, we'll come back to you later. Work on it. Wally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I love it. I Why love is it, it so low? Every bit as good as I needed it to be. Man, we start off and Earth has seen better days. Oh, Wally, a little show tune love and robot rooms, the vast wasteland that I think was New York, maybe LA, I can't remember. Uh, despite the world being very far gone, he continues to do his duty as a mobile trash collector, uh, compactor rather, making cubes from all the garbage everywhere and judging from the massive tower, massive tower of cube trashes all around the city, he has been at it for a while while uh we get some backstory here the earth has been overwhelmed with trash so humans left on giant starliners uh wally returns home for the day to his cool truck uh which has uh the the words waste allocation load lifter earth class uh, or wally for short written on the side that's where we get that uh we see he's collected all manner of cool little trinkets uh, and is still humming the show tune from hello dolly uh he continues to watch it on uh, as he recorded it on his little like boombox chest thing and then when he gets home he puts it on i think Tim, you have to help me out with this. Is it an iPod video that he plays? Because he plays it and then he brings in a CRT magnet, like the, the glass from a CRT, which magnifies it, which I, which is yeah. super creative. Yeah, it must have been. That's so funny. I haven't thought about the iPod video. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I just remember like because they do that. They have that. And then obviously when he powers up, he's got the the Mac like boom, like the, the startup sound, yeah, yeah. which is hilarious. He runs on OS 10, I guess. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> hey, that's why he's still kicking. Huh? Oh, I can say that now, guys, because I'm a PC gamer. Um, let's see. Uh, fun part where he gets uh, he picks out a, a spork and he can't figure out where it's supposed to go. So he puts Honestly, it in the middle of the spoon. One of my forks. favorite things when he's just like, <laughs> It's great. He's like, ah, so good, good in this movie. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, I've I've mentioned this before on some other. I don't know if it was Pixar in review, probably through Toy Story or whatever. But they've mentioned that one way that they like to start movies, uh, Pixar movies, is they like to show the main character in their element and yeah. doing their thing. And this is exactly what we're watching. We're watching Wally just kind of 
This is his day to day. You know, when people ask him on an AMA, hey, what's your, what's your day to day look like? Well, he's like, well, I get up and I watch like trash. Movie. I make cubes and I, I like just little cute things. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's just it's cute as hell. We get immediately we kind of are in that world without question. Like we're just there and you accept it because it's good. <laughs> uh very true. He stops, of course, to watch his favorite scene in the movie, Hello, Dolly, where the characters hold hands for the first time and sing the lines uh, that it only took a moment to be loved a whole life long. Later that night, while he looks up into the night sky, uh, but his stargazing is cut short by a massive sandstorm. He closes the door behind him, uh, stopping momentarily to let his little buddy, the cockroach, in. And then he tucks himself into a queue for a night and puts himself on the rack to go to sleep. Kind of rocks himself to sleep. I know. <laughs> but it's so sad. That moment where, like... And again, obviously, this is all beautifully designed. Like the character designs are, to Kevin's point, like designed just to get you right. But when he's looking up in the stars, you feel so lonely for him. You just feel like there is, it's so sad that he's left behind. But not for long. Um, Wait, the next day. I, I don't remember exactly where this happens, but when he gets the Twinkie and he pulls it out for his little friend, it was just one of those things <laughs> where it was like. Dives in one side. Yeah. yeah, it's like, look how happy these people are. Good for them. So funny. By the way, science with Kevin. Science, science, science with Kev. Uh, do Twinkies actually last 700 years? No, they don't. Yeah, sadly. It's How long sad. do they last? Wait. Three months? Six months. Yeah, it's not that long. <laughs> there was science, that one. There was... science, no way. science with Kev. Kevin. Yeah, I don't know. It's that one movie. It's, it's the one, uh, Zombieland. They talk about it. Yeah. Watch that Zombieland. Mm. It's a good yeah, movie. Yeah, they talk about it. Anyway, it's funny. It. Actually, both are good movies. Did you see the second one? Good, too. Um, let's see. The next morning, he wakes up and charges his solar batteries and it plays the Mac startup effect, which is hilarious. And then he accidentally squishes his little buddy. But it's okay. He's okay. He pops back up because uh, you can't keep a good cockroach down. Then mm-hmm. it's another day of trash compacting. The trash gets put into a cube. Uh, but any little collectibles he has, he, t- he puts in his little igloo cooler that he brings with him, which is such a great little touch because he's like a construction worker, right? He's like going out there. He's got his little cooler with him. But instead of food he's got, <laughs> he just picks up like cool stuff that he wants to bring back uh, for collecting. I kind of wanted to see just a more of a time lapse of him building out that building. Dude, I know, right? Because he starts with the one cube and then it go it time lapses and it's the full foundation almost by the end yeah. of the day. I'm like, dude, this is a movie. He starts with the borders this. of it and then yeah. like, you know, starts to build into it. You know, it looks really cool. But he also has to build them so that there's like ramps so yeah. he can build like and keep stacking, which is so cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, then he cuts open an old refrigerator and finds a budding plant in the soil, which he carefully digs out and puts into a boot. Uh, which, when he gets can home. We, can we think about this for a second? Like. Yeah. How's that plant getting light or water? Come on, like that's that's makes Jesus no sense, Christ, guys. Kevin. The power of God, <laughs> power of Christ compels you. Mm-hmm. Life finds a way. Uh, uh, uh. When he gets home, he spots a red dot on the ground, like a cat in a laser pointer. He starts chasing after it, and then soon finds himself chasing after the thing. And it all can, a bunch of dots come and they converge, and it is a massive ship that is landing on the planet. Uh, while he sees no other recourse, so he buries himself in the ground lest he be uh, burned brilliant. alive by the rockets, which is really smart. And the shot of him popping up like, <sighs> and he's red hot. <laughs> Great. And we get another one of those in a second when it takes off. Um, he hides under a rock and the ship scans the environment. Seeing no threat, it releases a survey drone. Uh, light years more advanced than Wally. And our little robot falls in love at first sight when he sees Eve. Her tech uh, is so awesome. It's so cool. <laughs> I love the way her her hand separates into fingers into like separate digits the way that looks the way it kind of separates on its own i love uh when you look closely at her especially when he brings her back to his shag uh pad you know 
or he's the hoping shagging wagon. Lucky that night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when he brings her back, you see sort of these glyphs underneath her head, mm-hmm. and then where her arm space is. It's like these these high tech kind of lights that are barely visible, but it just kind of hints at like that's sort of the magnet whatever that keeps them like connected to her yeah yeah, it's super it's cool. cool looking I, I love every it's such a simple design it's kind of perfect for what she needs to be but there's a lot of cool little nuance to to her overall design dude i'm just a sucker for the reflections from the from her the material yeah. she's made especially out of especially when she's it's back so in the shag cool. in the, yeah. Yeah, so in the shag cool. pad when all the lights are there i'm like that i love that it yeah. reminds me of like the early days of me trying to and desperately failing at learning cinema 4d and yeah. you just hit render <laughs> and you go oh, the reflections worked so yeah <laughs> good ray tracing uh, absolutely uh let's see before he can get his bearings the robot uh the the big uh, rocket blasts off again while he once again digs himself into the ground for safety uh, eve watches as the rocket leaves the atmosphere and then takes off in a very uh, whimsical and delightful way surveying and kind of dancing around the night sky uh, as she surveys the, the world around her but when Wally accidentally disturbs a pebble, Eve turns and just, man, blasts a hole in the rock that he's hiding behind, and it terrifies him. <laughs> she leaves him shivering in terror uh, and then goes about her business. Uh, yet he still follows her, which uh, with the encouragement of his little buddy, whom Eve also tries uh, to shoot by mistake. And then she tries to blast Wally once again, once more, forcing him to turn into a cube and hide like a little turtle. Thankfully, his little wingman smooths everything Who over. are you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, like with the subtitles, it's funny seeing what they are what actually the saying. Are actually saying, yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, now that Eve no longer sees Wally as a threat, he follows her around all day like a little puppy dog. As wait, Louis wait, Armstrong's wait. No, 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 a kiss no, no. to build a dream on place. What's up? She, she asks him who, who, who he is, and he shows her by collecting a little, and then like, and then puts it down and is like, yeah, once she's like directed. Yeah, once she goes directive, yeah, directive. He's like, oh, this is what I do. What's your directive? Classified. Classified. <laughs> yeah, so, so great. good. It's so awesome. good. Um, and even like yeah, her that... reaction when he res- finally responds to English is just like the way they. I don't know the way that they make them communicate. I always just think is so interesting. Like she That's seems right. like excited that he understands her. It's like, you're a robot. How do you have these so emotions? <laughs> I love it. Uh, before that happens, of course, there's a, he falls around a little bit more and there's a moment where she falls asleep so he makes a little sculpture of her and she's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and then day after day, Eve scans the environment looking for something that is nowhere to be found and it kind of starts to get bummed out uh, so she takes her frustration out on a group of old boats just blasts them apart and then this is where we get the scene where they talk about who they are and she says she's, she's classified. And then yeah, I love that. Themselves. I love that moment of her getting stuck to the magnet and just being like fucking shit. And like just yeah. like kind of it's like me whenever I have stuff on my desk that's like getting in my way. I'm, like, I'm just like, God fucking damn it. And I'm like throwing a, <laughs> a cleaning sponge off. And I'm like, God, get out of my. And I just love her sort of lashing out like that. And then the boat's just tipping over, tipping over, yeah. tipping over. And then distant explosions in the subtitles is what it keeps saying. Because <laughs> they're just, they're keep, shit keeps exploding somehow. And then Wally just kind of like scooches close and does a little whistling. Mm-hmm. So goddamn cute. Uh, of course, uh, their introductions are very, very sweet, but they're cut short when a massive sandstorm uh, rolls in, which blocks Eve's view. She calls out for Wally, who finds her hand and leads her back to his home. Um, Eve tries to shoot his uh, his wall wall a oh, wallfish <laughs> the little talking wallfish, but he stops her and oh, he's the overjoyed. Bass, yeah, the bass. The, the, yeah, exactly. I forget the name of that stupid ass. It had thing. a name, right? It was like super popular. Big bass, like the, something, right? Big, Big bass, bass mouth, Billy mouth, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like right. that. Bass on wall is what I'm googling. Bass on wall was called. 
Yeah, Big Mouth Billy Bass. There you go. <laughs> Big Mouth Billy Bass. <laughs> what a great cameo. What, what a callback to that. Popular. Yeah, what a... Like, uh, we had one. What a place in history that was, you know? And that's like a Spencer's why did we gift all special. Like it? Why did it was hilarious. It was, it was like honestly the tickle me Elmo of that year. Like it's it really there was for adults. It was a phenomenon. Everybody had one. It was everybody thought it was the funniest thing. Did You'd adults not to... have tickle me Elmo? What's that? It's mostly a kid thing, right? I said, did, did adults not have tickle me Elmo? I feel like everyone had tickle me Elmo when he came out. Oh everyone. sure, I just mean like it, it was pandemonium. But Big Mouth Billy Bass was taking over the world, and like it, you'd go to every Target and Steinmart, and it's on the wall, and it's and then oh, new versions God. are coming out, and they're singing new songs, Christmas songs yeah. this time, and then like by the time you're like, all right, dude, that's that's enough. The magic's gone. Stop. Yeah, we had to cancel Billy Bass. <laughs> We're moving on to Furbies pretty, now. He's had some awful things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, then uh, Eve accidentally ruins his favorite tape, but he fixes it quickly with like by by rolling it back, uh, and then he pops it into uh, the VHS player. I guess it was a VHS tape then. I apologize yeah. for some reason I saw an, I- an iPod video, but this he has definitely a tape. does have an iPod at some um, point in this movie. I don't know where Maybe the tape he comes like from. connected it to it. I'll Maybe somehow I don't know. Uh, then he plays the scene for her, and then once again, as the the lion is sung, that it only took a moment to be loved a whole life. He tries to pick up her hand again, but she once again won't, once again won't let him. So he shows her his most prized possession. I'm sorry, I missed the part with this where she accidentally knocks him into the wall and he breaks an eye. So he uses one of the eyes that he has on his shelf to fix it, which is going to come in later. She remembers that, so that's why she brings him back to earth. Um, let's see. He takes out or he shows her his plant, uh, but when she scans it. Gives her a big old green light and her shell opens up and sucks the plant in and then she drops lifeless uh, as a little symbol on her uh, chest starts pulsating in green with the, with the sign of a leaf. Uh, Wally tries to take her out into the sun to recharge her because he doesn't know what's going on. It's really, really sad because she won't what he tries all these things and she won't revive. So he just ties a string of lights around her and just like, well, I'll take you around and and try to you know show you the environment at least. Um, <laughs> we can burn these there. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes, and then, I of course, love this movie so much because, like, when it happens, it's like, oh, that's weird. And then when it comes back, it's just like, oh, so much. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling so much. Um, of course, heartbroken because he can't get Eve to work. He leaves her behind and goes back to his job. Uh, but before he could crash his first cube, the ship returns and scoops Eve up. Uh, while he races back to save her, but it's too late. Seeing another option, he tells his little buddy to stay behind and rushes to climb onto the ship as it leaves the atmosphere and blasts off into space through a massive junkyard of derelict satellites. And I know Kevin loves this part for some reason. I don't know why, but I just felt I was like, Kevin must have loved this. I did Something enjoy about, it, Nick. Like, I did. Yeah, a graveyard of satellites <laughs> yeah. above Earth. And also the idea that they didn't really burn because I don't really think there's an atmosphere anymore, right? Like there's not a, a protective layer of like no, ozone, right? No, there's still an atmosphere. But like, uh, I would have assumed that they would have like that Wally just would have burned like going leaving the orbit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he know? he would have, he would have. Now we have seen Wally be insanely resistant to heat, yeah. but like, it, yes, in real life he would have disintegrated. He needed to be made out of like crazy that ceramic, like titanium ceramic tiles. shit they put. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the, I mean, is it? I thought it was always reentry that was more dangerous. That like burned up. Is it? No, is I mean, I, I believe both are like both. you're going. Very, very fast. Fast, yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, let's see, cool scene here where Eve gets tended to by a team of robots. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. They pass 
the moon landing uh, where there's a digital billboard for an outlet mall coming soon. And then uh, he passes by the sun where Wally uses that opportunity to recharge his batteries. And then so cool. uh, he, he puts his hand in the rings of Saturn as they pass by. And I'll tell you what, man. They were on this trip for a while, Kevin, because <laughs> they're <laughs> out of the galaxy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they were on there for a long time. Oh, it is I do want to touch on a bit more just how awesome that environmental storytelling is of the fact that we tried to put a by and large on the moon. That's <laughs> and so funny. What a weird so concept funny. that would have been, you know, us trying to just expand but, the corporations, you know. Andy, like they didn't try to put a by and large. It was a by and large outlet. Ball. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't even the real deal. It was like yeah. all the all the shit that had some problems. Yeah, yeah the leftover stuff. Yeah, exactly. um, really quick, Nick. I I uh, just confirmed it is a cassette, but the cassette is wired to and one of the iPad uh, videos. The iPod videos. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Okay, that's fun. Fun little touch there. Uh, of course, they finally. Uh, arrive at the massive Starliner, the Axiom, uh, where, of course, when they when they board, it's a cool scene where Eve gets tended to by a team of robots that decontaminate her, one of whom we don't know the name of yet, but I'm just going to say it because he's the best damn character in this whole movie. He's my favorite. Mo. <laughs> Mo is the best. <laughs> he's the hardest working little robot on on this whole ship. Um, of course, it they accidentally... only cares about that. I love it. He just and he it, and is. He's focused. What a method actor, right? Yep. To just be so <laughs> consistent in what your job is that even at the end when they're getting sucked through the chute and they're trying to save themselves and he's like, fuck contaminate. I got to clean yeah, that shit. Clean <laughs> <it>. <laughs> it's so great. Uh, they accidentally grab Wally and he's so dirty they call for reinforcements. One of the robots scans Eve and spots the plant inside her. So they cart her away. Wally chases after them, leading, uh, leaving dirty tracks behind them, uh, which flabbergasts Mo, uh, making him just like shout an, an actual robot expletive, which is what it said in the subtitles. <laughs> this is fucking <laughs> hilarious. Uh, and then he just takes off after Wally cleaning up as Jax. Uh, Wally soon finds himself amongst the humans who are all uh, very overweight thanks to the help of their hover chairs, digital screens, and most importantly, um, the robot helpers who constantly serve them uh, whatever they would like. Uh, and everything is a milkshake here. So I have to imagine Kevin's like, this could be the future. We don't know. He loves those milkshakes. <laughs> it's pretty like prophetic because me, like, I, mean? I don't think that like this movie came out in 2008 and I feel like I didn't really start seeing the memes of you know, um, like in 2015 of people being photographed reading newspapers and stuff or where it's a room full of people just looking at their cell phones mm -hmm. and those people are being judged in this photo because, of being like, uh, yeah. look, look at society, look at us, this is what we've become. And like, again, this movie came out in 08, probably got started around 05, 06, 04 maybe. It is like just what a what a weird thing to kind of predict that we are going to go in that direction. And we kind of are still going in that direction. It's pretty wild that the iPhone was created while this thing was being made. Yeah. And totally. the idea Smartphones of Smartphones weren't around. We're yeah. talking about an iPod video. Yeah. yeah the idea of being glued to a screen is so, you know, just ever present throughout this whole movie. Uh, of course, one of the humans falls out of his chair and is helpless um, until a service bot comes to put him back in. Wally rolls by. And this is the first part well, that I was Wally like. Wally puts him back in. Remember? And they have the introduction. No, I think that's... the service bot's helping him put him back in. But Wally asks him about Eve. <clears throat> he goes, Eve? No, Wally puts him back in. Oh, does yeah, Wally, Wally put him back in? Yeah, he like yeah. pushes him. He uses oh, okay. his little lifter. And mm -hmm. that's John Ratzenberg, right? He yeah, because he, he goes, Eve? And he goes, uh, no, John. John, yeah. <laughs> <And then he laughs> oh, shit. Which is super cute. I, I uh, love it. 
anyone that Wally interacts with, like he is like the catalyst that like for them causes disruption up. that like yeah, yeah wakes people up. That's so yeah. Cool. There's this wonderful moment here where he 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 helps put him back in the chair. And then he goes, no, John. And then he's like, huh? And remembers his name. Everyone remembers Wally because they love him. And then he looks over. He goes, I didn't know we had a pool. And there's yeah, just yeah. those moments about that. So Wally is that great, that great little catalyst. Uh, he gets up to Eve and follows her in up to the bridge where one of the drones wakes the captain, uh, who is so lazy he can't even be bothered to lean forward to grab his coffee without the use of his chair. He's like, ah, fuck it, hits the button in the chair, like propels him forward so we can grab it. Of course, the uh, the captain played by the venerable Jeff Garland. Um, great, I love Jeff Garland. He's great. <laughs> He's so funny. Uh, let's see. The captain makes his morning announcements. They've been aboard the ship for 700 years, but a speech is cut short when the new the news of Eve reaches him. Uh, no probes ever come back positive before. He's flabbergasted. He doesn't know what to do. So, uh, so he hits the green button, and Fred Willard once again pops up. He says, "Congratulations! If you're seeing this, that means that your extraterrestrial vegetation evaluator, or Eve for short, has returned from Earth with a positive specimen of photosynthesis. So it's time to return home and begin Operation Recolonize." Uh, the captain is given a book of a booklet of instructions to load, uh, excuse me, instructions to load the plant into the uh, hollow deck. No, hollow something. Put it into the computer so the ship will automatically take them home, but he can't really figure it out. Uh, he spots Wally and freaks, but before they can catch up, the captain opens up Eve to remove the plant, uh, but it's gone. Well, false alarm, he thinks. Probe must be defective, so they send her down to be diagnosed. Captain the part where he's like, can't figure out how to open the book. And yeah, he doesn't just, understand like, how books work. Yeah. Pages and stuff like that. Yeah, the, the, the robot guilty. ends up turning, you know, opening the cover mm-hmm. for him, and he's like, look at that. Wow, paper. <laughs> this is interesting. I, and like, have you guys ever seen that video of, um, it's like a baby who is, gets she really frustrated like by magazines. Yeah. <laughs> Who like, like has only ever interacted with touchscreens yeah. and stuff like that, and doesn't understand how they work. And that scene always reminds me That's of that. That's funny. That's so funny. But before Dude, we move I... on, let me tell you about our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. Summer is coming, and for so many of us, it's the season of discomfort. It's hot out, and if you could sit around in just your underwear, you would. Me Undies wants to make this summer the summer of comfort. And they want you to know that if you want to sit around in your underwear, that's absolutely allowed. I do it all the time. And if I don't want to sit in my underwear, I sit in my Me Undies lounge pants. I got some dinosaurs right now. I love my dinosaurs. And I also love all the other fun prints that Me Undies offers. If you like bold prints, they do those too. If you like classic, guess what? Your blacks, your whites, your grays, they're all there. They make undies, they make lounge pants, they make t-shirts, they make socks. I'm wearing all of those right now, and I love it because they have the softest micro-modal fabric imaginable. MeUndies makes it easy to match. You can match your bottom half to your better half, or halves. Yes, you can match your friends too. MeUndies helps you find a matching pair in a style or color or print of undies that's right for you and your boo because who doesn't love a secret twinning moment? Me and G have both been wearing matching MeUndies and every once in a while when I realize we're both wearing the same ones just makes my day that much better and that much softer. Uh, MeUndies has a great offer for you guys. For any first time first time purchasers, you can get 50% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has their problem-free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, They'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. Get 15% off your first order and free shipping by going to meundies.com slash morning. That's meundies.com slash morning. I love meundies, and you should too. Meundies.com slash morning. Back to it. What's up, Kev? I'm such a sucker for, like, evil AI. Not evil AIs, but, like, AIs as, like, the, the bad guys. 
like uh the 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 very 2001 space odyssey yeah auto is so 2001 give me the red glowing eye anytime like i'm all about (laughs) it more moon chip in me moon put a chip in me uh remind me of what portal movie moon yeah yeah that was good with sam rockwell yeah oh that's great oh that movie's so good uh let's see the captain is given instructions blah 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 but the plan's gone. False alarm. Captain spots Wally and shakes his hand, leaving dirt on it. Uh, the captain orders him cleaned. Uh, when he has the sample analyzed, he ends up going down this very first internet rabbit hole. Uh, even Eve is not happy with Wally. They enter the repair center. Wally is thrown in with the rest of the malfunctioning robots while Eve is carted away. And then there's a fun scene where he's looking at through her, her through the opaque glass. We can't figure out what's going on, but it looks like she's being decapitated. Uh, so he busts he her out. Accident- yeah, he gets worked up, bro. Uh, and he accidentally uses uh, her arm cannon to blast the control panel, which lets all the misfit robots out of their cages. Uh, they grab Wally and Jet, but soon run into the law robots. I kind of forgot exactly what was going to happen in this movie, and I thought we were going to kind of get a Last of Us thing where she's the cure and they have to like <laughs> kill her. Like, it was kind of close. <laughs> we were getting close to that. Um, let's see. They open fire on Wally, but Eve saves his ass, but. Man, she is not happy about it. Uh, she spots some ex- escape so pods cool. and marches Wally over to them. When he tries to talk her, uh, talk to her, she opens up a pod and orders him to return to Earth. He wants her to come with, but she refuses. Before they can argue, a little service robot comes and drops off the plant in the escape pod uh, and shoots it and Wally off to Earth. Uh, Eve sees them, watches the escape pod go, and then takes off into space after them. Uh, but the ship's, ship's self-destruct countdown has begun, and Wally frantically tries to escape. Eve, at a distance, watches as the ship explodes, and she cries out for him. But her sorrow is cut short when Wally comes rocketing back at her with the use of a fire extinguisher. The the, I the droid it. wasn't trying to shoot it back to Earth; like he was destroying it, right? Yeah, but I think she had programmed it for Earth or whatever. He just wanted to. He just saw the self destruct and like let it go, so it would blow. Right, up. right, right. Yeah, so he That's, he wasn't trying to put. It's, yeah, he wasn't trying to get back to Earth. It's just that yeah. was the general trajectory. Um, I will say this the is fire the, signature stuff is one of my favorite scenes. In the it's movie. great. Yeah. Like him flying through magic. space. It's utterly beautiful. It's magic. That's the thing. Yeah. It's Again, just the, the, the score that plays while it's happening. It's just like, oh, Pixar. Come yeah, on. Too but bad that plant would have died in this cold vacuum of space. It would have. It would have. It would have. That's true. <laughs> sorry, uh, but uh, like, sorry. sorry. The, okay. the, 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 like, space. <laughs> it would have been like, oh, no, I'm sorry. The, uh, the setup of him using the fire extinguisher earlier to like learn that he can push himself it's it's this movie's so good um let's see they take off flying around space as john and mary oh somehow we we should have gotten introduced to mary here i apologize i must have skipped over that but john and mary watch oh this is no this is what we got watch the inside ship and when their hands unintentionally touch they get a little spark of their own um oh damn it i missed the, the fucking good part guys i'm sorry i'm feeling you today What'd i you feel you for the last time uh he saved the plane. He comes back, parts. and when she does, when he does, she goes to hug him, and a little spark goes between oh, them. Oh, is really, really cute. And, and he just like faints, and he's like, oh, 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 yeah. he, he he creams those little robot Love. jeans, and he just flies back. You know what I mean? I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> Why, Andy? Why would you say all those horrible things? Uh, this is pure love, right? Creams his robot pants. <laughs> I think he lubricates his pants in that. Oh, uh, even uh, wait. even Wally. What's up? Do you guys know who plays Mary? I'm looking it up I right do. now. Darren. It's 
Kathy Nagini. Oh, from my she's one of the witches from one of the witches from Hocus Pocus. Oh no, she wasn't. Oh wow. Yeah, that's right. She was Hocus Pocus. That's Mm -hmm. right. Um, The other one. Yeah. Yeah. The The not Bette Midler or Sarah Sarah Jessica Jessica Parker. Also, now that we're talking about the casting, do you guys know who plays Otto? It's fun. It's a fun one. Give it to me. Macintosh, the wind or the plane talk that Apple's like program. For oh, text oh. The synthesis. Oh, they just got it. That's yeah. cool. That's really oh, neat. That so the predecessor to Siri. Damn, they um, didn't even have to fucking pay him. Like, I wonder, like, what the voice actors union thought about that. You know? Oh, they probably had to pay. I Apple bet you they had to pay. Apple. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, of course they did. Of course they did. Uh, even while he sneaked back aboard the ship, uh, leaving a little service drone out to dry. And poor little fucker is still out there probably. And find the route to deliver the plant. <laughs> To superior. Uh, Wally wants to hang back, but Eve reminds him of her directive and takes off. Meanwhile, the captain has become a massive fan of Earth and is now daydreaming of that big old blue planet. But when Eve returns, or when Eve returns to the plant, he plugs her into the computer to see what Earth looks like through her eyes from all the video, but is shocked when he sees the state of Earth. Earth. Uh, Eve plays back the last images she has from Earth, which include the scene where the humans hold hands in Hello, Dolly, and she finally realizes why Wally has always wanted to hold hers. And then uh, she sees the time that she was knocked out, but she was still recording when Wally took good care of her, and it kind of Perfect. warms her. Uh, Perfect. Mean, yeah. Meanwhile, so uh, Wally <laughs> like, climbs stop. up the freaking no. trash chute to go find her, <laughs> while the little cleaning drone waxes the floor behind him and is like, when will this nightmare <laughs> ever end? <laughs> Uh, the captain waters it. the plant and realizes that that's what he has to do. Despite the fact that Earth has been destroyed, we have to go back. He orders the computer to fire up the, the hollow d- detector, but the machine resists him and said, we cannot go home. When the captain asks why not, Otto tells him that the final – he shows him the final video from Fred Willard. Operation cleanup has failed. Rather than try to fix the problem, it will be easier to just remain in space. And he gives directive A113 to authorize full autopilot. Um, but – as the captain notes, that message was sent 700 years ago. Life is sustainable now. It's living proof right here. Uh, so the computer is wrong. We got to go home. Sadly, robots got a robot. You know what I mean, Tim? And Otto won't let him do anything because on the Axiom, he will survive. Quote, I don't want to survive. I want to live. I'm the captain of the Axiom. We are going to go home today. But then Otto, of course, just sounds the alarm. I was like, you can't do shit. Uh, calls for go for it's a cool name of a robot, Gopher, mm-hmm. who snatches the plant. Once again, uh, Eve's to the rescue. He orders Eve to put the plant straight uh, in the hollow detector, but Gopher throws it down the garbage chute instead. Thankfully, Wally has finished his climb up the garbage chute, and it's just sitting on his uh, his so little good. head as he comes up. It's so good. But Otto intervenes once again, and mutiny ensues. He shocks Wally to, to kingdom come and then throws him and Eve down the garbage chute, and then he confines the captain to his quarters. Uh, Eve wakes up in the garbage uh, as massive while ours are scooping up the trash and compacting them for space. Uh, she gets caught in a cube next to Wally and they both get trucked out into the airlock for disposal. Uh, Eve manages to blast her way free and tries to save Wally, but the doors begin to close uh, right as the little cleanup drone chases after them and gets stuck in them, giving them a path to salvation. Wally, of course, a little worse for the wear at this point. Um, his main circuit board is fried, so Eve goes looking for another one. While she does, Wally takes that opportunity, always the gentleman, to introduce himself to the little drone that saved them. And he tries to shake his hand and says, Wally. And the little drone uh, looks back and responds, Mo. So <laughs> dope. That part, I remember that part getting me in the theater. I was like, I like this little dude. I get behind this little oh, dude. Oh, wow. The girl who, vo- the, or not girl, the woman who voiced. Eve also voiced one of the twins, the twin cars from Cars that were like 
all oh. throwing themselves over uh, headlights. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's really funny. Uh, uh, Eve returns with a bunch of circuit boards. Go ahead. I was going to say I love that it's uh, the the giant compactors are wall A's, which are the E yeah. stands for Earth, the A stands for uh, Axiom. Uh, oh, That's I got cool. that. Axiom. Axiom. I, thought it, I thought it said R on it. It must have been an oh. A. I thought I was just. I thought the A stood for like a big version of Wally. That's what the A stood for. No. It's big. It's a, it's a big <laughs> version. It's a big boy. Big old boy. Uh, Eve returns with a bunch of circuit boards, but none are right. So Wally gives her um, back the plant so she can complete her mission, but she throws it to the side and offers him him her hand instead because this now is her new directive. She says directive. Uh, but Wally goes and scoops it up. Uh, the only means uh, yeah, of fixing yeah. him are on Earth. He's like, you got to take me back to Earth. And Eve gets the message and blasts into action. Soon, all the misfit robots rally after them, and we got ourselves an army. Uh, the captain spots Eve and Wally on the view screen and hacks in to tell them to bring the plant to the Lido deck. I always think that's funny because I remember being on a cruise one time, and the captain was like, go to the Lido deck. And I was like, I don't know where that is, but it sounds like my kind of deck. Like um, the party <laughs> activity deck, right? Yeah, like right. All the fun stuff happens yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then he tricks Otto into thinking he's got the plant so he can hitch a ride up to the bridge. Uh, the captain finally hits the plant button and things go haywire. Everything goes green and all the humans get prepped for the return voyage back uh, as the massive halo detector opens up in front of them. Eve and Wally race uh, to it as the captain and Otto fight in the bridge, causing the ship to, to, to list and everyone to slide out of their chairs. But for the first time ever, uh, everyone on board bands together to help each other, which is a cool moment. Uh, Eve saves them all from being crushed as Wally uh, tries to stop the Halo detect, uh, detector from closing. Uh, but as he does, little robot gets cr- uh, caught and then body. soon loses out and is crushed. Uh, emboldened Terrifying. by Wally's sacrifice, the captain stands up for the very first time, <laughs> and grabs, and it just, it's so, it's so unbelievably like epic. And then he just presses the manual <laughs> button. <laughs> is, is this when we get the Fucking 2001 music? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 2001, right? Yeah. What's cool, though, is I never noticed that Otto, um, the character, the actual robot itself, is the steering wheel for the ship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So when it comes down and then he's able to actually steal with it, I was like, that's fucking really cool. So it actually is just the autopilot enabled. Um... Let's see. Mo spots the plant and, ru- and, and and throws it to the humans who all help get to Eve so she can throw it into the hollow detector before it closes. Is it verifies the plant origin and sets a course to Earth and engages the hyper jump. As it does so, it releases Wally's lifeless body into Eve's arms. The ship touches down on Earth, causing one of Wally's massive trash columns to come tumbling down. For the first time in 700 years, humans step foot on their home planet. Uh, Eve races Wally back to his home. With a little help from his little buddy, uh, she scrambles to replace his parts with new ones. Uh, with everything back in place, she opens the solar panel and blasts a hole in the roof to let the sunlight in so he can charge. But as his batteries recharge to full, uh, when he comes back to life, he has no recollection of Eve. And it's really, really sad. It's horrifying. She, yeah, she tries to play him footage from his favorite musical, but it has no effect. He forms, uh, he, she, he forms some sort of tr- – uh, takes some of his trinkets. It's so sad. His own trinkets oh, and forms God, him into a little a cube. And then – looks at her, and then sets about doing his job again. Of course, she doesn't want to give up. She catches up to him one last time and stops him. She tries to shake him out of it, but it won't work. Um, and then she takes. She finally takes his hand and presses, uh, like, her forehead to his. Like, finally taking his hand, she presses forward. And once again, that little spark erupts between them, but Wally remains the same. And then, of course, crestfallen, she decides to turn and float away. But as she does so, Wally grabs her hand. I'm they just like I'm just like bawling <laughs> yeah. in yeah. my chair 40 fucking minutes ago just like I'm never going to find love. <laughs> like goddamn. This this moment is so beautifully done. It is paced perfectly. It is flawless. This is how you 
make people cry and get it emotional. Gets me every it time. is so yeah. goddamn good. I'm crying talking about it right now. Yeah. Uh, and then overjoyed, she hugs him and shouts his name, Wally. Uh, as the rest of uh, the malfunctioning robots catch up to them, the captain starts teaching his fellow humans about farming. The end. I, I really wanted to see a pizza plan at some point, but it didn't work out. Yeah, that's true. The, what, the what's truck. the Pixar theory? The Pixar theory is this, so. This is like this is like the end of the Pixar theory, right? Isn't this how? Well, this is kind of the jump-off point of the core stuff. So there's a recurring theory that every single Pixar movie is connected in some way. Here's the big deep dive, red string everywhere theory for where Wally fits into the big picture, as brought to you by the nanobiologist. This is the first major block being laid. We've finally been introduced to, by and large, the super mega corporation previously referenced that supposedly uses Syndrome's tech that emerged after Incredibles 2. Kind of future spoilers here, but that's just how this works. We've seen, by and large, as batteries in Toy Wait, Story 3, and now... There there was the, like, the freeze ray that the little security guard shot that was red that would kind of freeze you in place in the same way syndromes thing would do the zero point energy exactly yeah so we've seen by large as batteries in toy story 3 and now we see them as basically the saviors of humanity from its own mistakes after it took control of the world in the latter half of the 21st century we learned that by and large this total takeover of earth with the explosive growth of the human population led to earth being abandoned to almost a toxic wasteland but that may not be the whole story the pixar theory assumes that syndrome's ai tech from the 70s continues to adapt and eventually leads to human dependence by creating and growing the largest company ever on earth that runs everything by and largest pollution of earth as it continues to grow the human's dependence on it leads to other intelligent life on earth getting really angry angry enough to try to start a war with humanity but by and large saves the day from the war and takes all humans off earth the animals abandoned evolved and adapted to the world while the bnl tech led to cars becoming cars until the human <laughs> history on earth left and that era of earth dies out after 200 to 300 years after the humans left way later our wally grows feelings from interacting with human stuff and falling in love with it he broke from his programming because of the power of emotion. All other Wally units didn't and eventually ran out of battery and died. Finally, as previously mentioned in the Bugs Life and Monsters Inc. episodes, after the humans returned to Earth, not only have they adapted to space life and basically a life of luxury, now they need to adapt for survival on Earth that is still a hellish wasteland. This is when evolution begins again for everyone to relearn everything, but that's spoilers for another upcoming movie. It's getting crazy. It's still not crazy. totally making sense to me, but I'm like, okay, this by and large thing is I can at least latch on to that and be like, there's, yeah, there's some things on my, we're, we're working here. Uh, Andy, hit me with some of that haiku and review. You got it, Tim. Let I will hit you with that right now. You got it right now, Andy Tim. is totally ready for I that. I am on it. Seven syllables in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. Ooh, I got a cramp in my toe. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that was that a twist. That was a no remix yeah. I was yeah. not expecting. <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like Zade Wilson did. Zade is such a cool freaking name. It's a dope name. Zade. Mm-hmm. I'm Zade, uh, Zade Wilson. Why, why is a robot making me cry so dang much? Wally is stunning. Joe Merton says, ship of Theseus. This part always makes me sob. <laughs> robots in love rule. So true. <laughs> Shout out to robots in love, you know? And then, of course, Miscellaneous writes in with the plot in haiku. Meet the little bot making all these garbage blocks stacked to the rooftops. Eve comes from above. He could never have dreamed of. Wally is in love. 
They rescue the plant and fly through space. They dance, not knowing the plan. Activate device. Thanks to Wally's sacrifice, home is in their sights. Fix him. She must try. Replace a board, gear, and eye. They hold hands. I cry. I cry. <laughs> yeah, fuck Miscellaneous, yeah, man. Killing the game. What a man. fantastic God damn set I, of I, had a, I had a good little cry a little while ago. <laughs> <laughs> now let's do a little uh, ragu bagu. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the original edition of Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys, where we don't get the sound effects to work, so we use our mouths. Mm-hmm. My name's Nick Scarpino. Uh, listen, <laughs> where do we want to put... Well, who is the bad guy in this? Is it going to be, by and large? I think we by and large that? makes the most sense. Society, by and large, an auto. We live in a society. I'm just going to say by and large, by and large, auto, and, and we live in a society. We live in a Definitely. society. A lot of words. I, I would argue that it's auto because, I mean, by and large is what sets the whole sure. stage. We'll but, I feel like but does that auto, really play an active role? Auto is the character that is like actually stopping causing people from yeah. doing things from yeah. happening, you know? All right. So where do we want to put auto right now? The list is stands. Excuse me. There's Lotsa from Toy Story 3, Prospector and, and Al from Toy Story 2, Newswater and Randall from Monsters, Inc., Hopper from Ants, number five, Syndrome from Incredibles, number six, Eagle and Skinner from Ratatouille, uh, seven, Darla and the Barracuda, uh, eight, uh, Woody and Sid from Toy Story 1, nine is Gabby from Toy Story 4, and ten, rounding out the list, is Chick and Hubris from Cars. Which, Where do we want to put Otto? Which one was uh, Monsters, Inc.? What number is uh, it? Monsters, Inc. is number like three. Three. I'd say it was Monsters Inc. and then Hopper Fans. I'd put this one low. Like, probably, I'd say above Chicken Hubris from Cars because it's an equal (laughs) type of thing where it's like, it's not really, you know, everything that Auto does makes sense. Just listen to its orders. Like, you can't really fault it. And that's kind of the best bad guys. They have their own perspective. Uh, But it is just kind of more of an esoteric bad guy. Yeah, it would have been more of a villain had it becomes self-aware in the way that it was doing things out of like being selfish. You know, I, I want to continue to be the leader of this ship as opposed to just like, I don't want you all to go back to that planet and die. Um, Cause that's kind of mostly what it was. So yeah, I'm going to, it's going to go pretty low for me. Okay. Yeah. I, I do think that there's a moment where we get the captain realizing, Oh, this is a method for this computer, this machine to sustain its own life. Because remember, landing on Earth means the Axiom is no more. In fact, in the credits, we see the Axiom mm. covered in, like, trees and shrubbery. So I, I do think there was some bit of self-preservation. I'll be useless. Uh-huh. Sure, yeah. But I don't know that it ever gets that self-aware, though. You know, like many things in this movie, Joey, it's subtle. <laughs> and I just it don't think subtle, you got it. It's a subtlety. <laughs> it? Let's take it to a vote. Who thinks it's better than Chicken Hubris from Cars? Raise your hands. Who thinks it's better than Gabby from Toy Story 4? Who was terrifying. Oh, come on, Gabby was guys. Terrifying. Come on. Gabby? Yeah, gonna, 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 gonna <laughs> she ended up not four, even though, which is crazy. Huh? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense if you think about it. But I mean, you want to spend 10 minutes on this movie. Let's, uh, well, there it is. Number 10. Otto from Wally, followed by Chicken Hubris from Cars. And then Gabby is above and that. now it is time to rank the Pixar movies. Currently, number one, we have. Monsters, Inc. Number two, Finding Nemo. Number three, The Incredibles. Number four, Toy Story 3. Number five, Toy Story 2. Number six, Toy Story 4. Number seven, Toy Story. Number eight, Rat Tatooie. And number nine, Cars. Number 10, A Bug's Life. Who wants to start? I think it's very clear this movie should be number one. It makes Damn. you feel everything. 
everything. And it doesn't use some stupid little baby to trick you into it. Boo, no. how dare you? How dare you, how sir? Dare now, here's you the thing. Here's the thing. Never no speak ill of Boo. Hey, hey, do I like Boo? Yes, yeah, <laughs> she's adorable. <laughs> she's adorable. She's great. But, yeah, like, right. you know, this is love. Love in its truest and purest form. I'm not yeah, talking about I that would... nasty shit sex that you're obsessed with, Nicholas. Oh, love. Right, I'm exactly, not the one talking Andy. about lo- exactly. robots lubricating themselves at first sight or whatever Who Andy was that? out there talking was about. What a gross. I would thing. put this at number one or two. I'm kind of having trouble deciding because I I want to lean to I want to lean towards number one because I think just the level of difficulty in pulling this movie off and making it be as great as it is. Um like I think pulling the movie off is hard enough. Pulling the movie off and making it amazing is just a whole uh, different level of difficulty. And um, it it kind of just does everything. Again, I, I there are no wasted moments in this movie. It's cute as hell from front to back, and I'm just I'm crying at the end. Like, I, robots in love made me cry. It's beautiful. <laughs> I'm going a lot lower than you guys, uh, and again, it's just because I really fucking love these movies. But I would put it at number eight. So mm-hmm. uh, under the Toy Stories, but above <laughs> Ratatouille and Cars. And I, I, again, I feel like we're talking about just top tier shit. And I think that the all the one through seven above for me kind of just hit me different. And I, I have elements of movies that I kind of appreciate mm-hmm. more. While I did appreciate the artsiness of this movie, I that's just not the type of thing that I lean towards. I'm, I'm would, with. I'm oh, sorry, Joe. Go ahead. Oh, I would. I think it's. I'm closer to Tim, obviously, in this conversation. I think it's that whole thing that I haven't really understood because I've never had to do an interview before where I don't like the rankings. So <laughs> yeah, welcome to our I hell. To put it around things. What is it, Andy? Spider-Man is it, too high? Spider-Man's too high. Thor is better than Hulk. Yeah. Exactly. I would probably put it above... I would probably put it at seven because I do think it's better than Toy Story 1, but I'm still mad that Ratatouille and Cars are so low. I would, yeah, I would put it probably around, I would go a little bit lower. I don't think it should be too high, but I definitely think it's better than, I would probably put it right under Toy Story 3 or right under Incredibles. This movie kind does of so much. It does so much. It's amazing. It's so don't get me wrong. Little, it, I mean, it's mm-hmm. phenomenal. I, you guys are crazy. I hate this all This is these. just where I come in. I'm right with Joey where I'm like, I just feel like Incredibles is, I feel like I can't rank anything above Incredibles unless it's like outstanding to me. Um, and this movie is great. It's very, very well done, but it's 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 never really been one of my favorites of the Pixar. This uh, movie franchises. probably has the lowest word count of any movie. Like it's actual, true. Uh, certainly of any Oscar winning movie. You know, it definitely makes reading the subtitles way easier. <laughs> Actually, there was that. There I, I want it clear to you. There was a silent film that won the Best Picture. Remember that? The, oh yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> true. Saint Sandy. Forgot that, that movie sense. was called. Yeah, like a big thing when it comes to the rankings, like we keep saying, like Nebraska? these are all good movies. But to me, the Toy Story movies, all four of them are just uh, on a tier to their own almost. So that's why that takes up such a big chunk of this that it, it feels crazy saying that rather, or that uh, Wally would be eight to me. But that's it's just insane. what we're dealing with here. So, Nick, where would you put it? Uh, shit, Tim, I'd put it right underneath Incredibles. So, OK, let's do the, the ranking. Who thinks it's better than Ratatouille? Raise your hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. All of us yeah, raise I, our hands. I got confused with the list. Who thinks it's better than Toy Story? Raise your hand. Everyone but me. Toy Story 4, raise your hand. Joey puts it down. 
So it is just Nick, Andy, and Kev. Toy Story 2. Toy Story 3. The Incredibles. So that means that the new rankings are... Such a deep story with so much depth. It's so good. It's so complex. So many different themes are touched. Monsters, Inc. Number two, Finding Nemo. Number three, The Incredibles. And so this would put it at number four, correct? Yeah. Yeah, correct. Number four, Wally. Number five, Toy Story 3. Number six, Toy Story 2. (laughs) Number seven, Toy Story 4. Number eight, Toy Story. Number nine, Ratatouille. Number 10, Cars. And number 11, A Bug's Life. How mad is the chat at us right now? This this is wild. This is wild. (laughs) Andy hates the series. Honestly, this has been the most difficult. This movie is art. This is the only movie here that's art. these movies. It, they're all great. A, they're all amazing movies. It's not like we're saying like we should have redone sucks. the list with me and Joey voting on the Toy Story movies. This is I hate this movie about superheroes <laughs> and fucking fish. To, uh, come on, come on, <laughs> come on. fish. We got the MCU, man. No, I like The Incredibles. Yeah, it's a great movie. <laughs> Let us know in the comments below how much you disagree with our list. <laughs> I will not be looking at those comments, I assure you. Nope. Uh, Please don't do them at Yeah, us. it's like when, Bless, when Blessing put us on blast with our MCU list and every reply was like, what a fucking shitty list. Like, Make your own fucking show, dude. <laughs> <laughs> fucking show. <laughs> oh, I love the chaos. I love it so much. Uh, you are appreciated, and I love you even if you have shitty opinions. Uh, until next time. <laughs> Bye.